Wednesday and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Apollo 13 Minute, a show where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made, the 1995 Ron Howard-directed feature, Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm your other host, I'm Chris Henry from the EAA Aviation Museum. And there goes Aquarius. Gosh, uh, this is, you know, this is, this is one of the big lines of the movie, of course, um, the uh, farewell in Aqu- Aquarius, and we thank you. And that really, that was a real phrase that was, you can go to the uh, Apollo Flight Journal and read it. Um, and uh, I think Fred Fred Hayes would definitely agree. It was it was a good ship. That was their uh, lifeboat. So, so I love the, the the thing that I heard about this, this clip is that um, Bill Paxton spent time with Fred Hayes and truly, like, discovered like a love affair for the lamb and that fred hayes actually did say that that she sure was a good ship and that bill kind of as a tribute to his time with fred ad-libbed that into the movie um huh. that it wasn't actually that that part that wasn't scripted yeah. into it like kind of under his breath you know and the, they put it in and, and they just left it in it but that was uh, historically accurate for for him to say that, so I thought that was kind of interesting that they they had spent some time either on the phone I think or something, and and he had mentioned that, and and Bill Paxton added it in, which uh, Bill Paxton's a a favorite of mine, so yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, it, it, he he definitely had the sense of Fred Hayes, I and mean, when you talk with Fredo, he really he's he's a very uh, I don't want to say emotional guy, but an emotive guy. He really he he doesn't hide his feelings. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, he's just very—he's very much in tune with uh, with himself. He doesn't hold back, so it's—it's it's good. It's good seeing this up on the screen. Uh, some beautiful uh, model work there, on uh, uh, the, the gosh, the, the the detail work on the uh, on the command module and the lunar module, um, in a very you know unu- one of the most unusual configurations ever to fly. Yeah. Um, but uh, beautiful lighting, difficult, you know, it, it, it has the, it has the heft of, uh, of a real thing. I mean, you you have a tendency of looking at some of these things and saying, that's ah, just a model, but that just the, the metal look of the, uh, of the top of the ship and, uh, you know, the, de- the detail on it. I'm, I know this is a pretty big model. I've seen, I've seen uh, pictures of the model and it's that, that, that limb is about, maybe four or five feet tall it's a very very big uh model so but it's still just you know gorgeous watching it drift off into space there I, you know nowadays that would all have been done digitally and things and it probably would have looked great but I, I think the the roughness of it just kind of uh comes out more realistically do we know where the models ended up i wonder um i do not know i I'm... wonder they have to they have to have been in one of the uh, one of those museums or something somewhere. Yeah, you know, I'm somebody sure had to have saved some, them. Someone will reach out and correct us. I'm sure. So please, please, please do. Always on social <laughs> media. We love we love hearing from you. We're, we hear from we hear from some of our fans. We uh, uh, we get a lot a lot of immediate feedback. So there probably will be something out there. If you're listening to this, go check, and there'll, there'll probably be a bunch of pictures. 
I know. This, I, this recovery one. Thing. I know one of the command modules from the... I want to say it's the Apollo 1 command module from, from the Earth to the Moon is on display in the museum. The mock-up that they did. The not, of course, not oh, the, okay. the actual spacecraft. Yeah. But the... Uh, uh, the mock-up done from from the Earth to the Moon, I believe, uh, is is in a museum displayed somewhere. Now I've seen the uh, the uh, the command module interior. I've seen is in Pima. It's at that's at the Pima Museum, and it it did double duty. It did it, it did service as being the thing that they were filming in uh, uh, of different command modules over the different uh, the different missions, but it also served as a prop for the. Now I've forgotten the name. Is it UBS or NBS or whatever the whatever the name of the um, the the imaginary TV network that Lane Smith worked for? He was sitting in front of it while they were filming him talking about you know what's going on in Apollo 13, and uh, it was over his shoulder. And that and the network, uh, the, the the fake network NBS I think was what it was. Uh, Space Command Center was written on on the back wall of the of the command module, so it do, did double duty as a as a real quote unquote command module, but also as the prop for the TV network. Um, oh, and, very interesting! I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's just one of those things that I was wandering around in the in the Pima Museum and uh, seeing seeing the network thing. I was like, where have I seen that before? It's like, oh yeah, it was over Lane Smith's shoulder in from the Earth to the Moon. So uh, interesting, interesting bit of TV history as well. I mean, from the Earth to the Moon is now a, a historical object, saying you know this is a a landmark uh, television show that explained the history of, of space. So it's a it, it's an artifact in its own right. Um, we see in in this scene we have uh, gosh everybody's getting ready. It, this is almost like going to a funeral the way that uh, they're calling different people to come out and watch the watch the show. Um, Mary Hayes. Uh, is in her room and uh, either her mom or her mother-in-law comes and tells her that uh, Fred's about to come in for a landing. So uh, I guess it, that must be awfully hard being called in where you have to be, you know, be brave in front of a bunch of other people. And, you know, they all mean well, but uh, tough, tough moments. Um, then we get uh, yeah. our... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that had to be a... All, all three of those houses, I mean... It, it... At uh, at all the the families' houses, that just had to be so tough. I mean, um, I mean, you're it's one of those deals where you, you just had to be biting your nails the entire time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But God, that had to be awful. That'd be an awful. You, I noticed that the houses kind of become silent. Like in the um, you know earlier shots, you see there's kind of a lot of commotion going along, and then now we're seeing these houses either they're in front of the TV and it's quiet. You know, yeah, because everybody knows what's at stake here. Yeah, we go we go from Mary Hayes to um, a shot of what's supposed to be the Iwo Jima, but it's actually the New Orleans, the uh, the uh, the carrier New Orleans, which is they're both uh, Essex class carriers, which uh, was you know the old World War II generation, but uh, they they gosh they had very long service of uh, you know provide providing protection around the world. Um, and we get to see the the famous uh, Navy sixty six, which uh, I, I, the the actual Navy sixty six or the the one that that was the that had picked up the astronauts. That's at the bottom of the Pacific somewhere, isn't it? Right. So the actual uh, helicopter rescue six six is in the uh, it's in the bottom of the ocean. There is a online campaign uh, I saw somewhere. Maybe we need to call light to it. Uh, that's trying to basically 
call attention to it and hopefully uh, maybe do a recovery. Um, it crashed on a later mission, obviously, uh, not, not one of the Apollo recoveries or something. Um, the Helicopter 6-6 that's on the Hornet, uh, which, of course, we had a guest on talk about that, uh, is the one that was in the movie, I believe. So Yeah, that's, so that's, that's what we're seeing right here. You yeah, we're seeing the aircraft they have on the USS Hornet Museum here. Yeah, so you can go and, and visit that if, if the Hornet gets a chance to open after we've uh, after we've recorded this. Yes. That, definitely well worth seeing. It's hard to believe we're still closed at this point. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's this thing is just all encompassing. But uh, hopefully, eventually, we'll get back to normal and we can check out our our fun air and space uh, favorite air and space museums and sites. Yeah, always always worth seeing. And uh, gosh, there are some. I, I know that uh, that some museums are having uh, online things while we're we're all under plague watch here. Um, is, uh, is your museum doing anything online now? Or are you doing, we like, are doing, webinars? um, so we're actually going to do, because our air show was canceled. Yeah. Uh, the big Oshkosh air venture air show. Uh, we are doing a virtual air show and we're going to have different forums and speakers, performers, you know, here's a chance for us. We all can't get together like we use, we, we love to do. Uh, but here's an opportunity to do a little bit different. And my thing about it that I think is cool is like, for example, Steve Hinton, famous air race pilot, is going to be uh, um, actually doing a session. And here's a chance for you to get up close and personal with Steve and actually even like write in some questions and things like that for them. So you're going to get to interact a little differently. And while we're not together, it's and it's virtually, but you're also going to get to, in, in some regards, a little bit more personal in, a, in an odd way. So uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool. It, it's we're making the best uh, that we can out of this whole ordeal. <laughs> yeah, and you don't you don't get your feet wet at night with the, if the storms, <laughs> exactly. if the storms yeah. roll in, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Well, you know, you can you can always watch this in a in a tent in your backyard if you can't if you can't, if you can't see it. So. <laughs> that'd be a good that'd be a good time actually. Yeah, wow, that'd be yeah. If uh, gosh, yeah, I hope this is. I mean, I mean it, things have really have really changed with the plague, but. Uh, if anything, there's there's certain positives in in the interactions. I've noticed that a lot more people are interacting. You know, some of our some of the people that we've had on the show we would never have on because they're never home. So yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's a it's a nice positive thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it it's it's been interesting hearing from a lot of people because I think I, I think people often don't have time to search for new new things. And our our podcast, I've noticed our our numbers on our podcast, other than us being you know really great really great content, uh, a lot of people have found us uh, in the past month or two that we you know our, our numbers have really climbed. So it's That's it's awesome. interesting that you know sitting home and saying oh I think I'll listen to a podcast while I'm running on my uh, treadmill or something. So it's it's nice and thank thank you all for listening. Um, so after we look at the uh, uh, the New Orleans here disguised as the U.S. Iwo Jima. Uh, we get to Xander uh, Z- Berkeley and Herb Jefferson Jr. Um, and it's, it, <laughs> I, every time I see these guys, they're great. They are fantastic character actors. But I always think of Xander as the bad guy, uh, the bad director of CTU from Twenty Four. Oh um, yeah. Who gets? Uh, yeah, he gets radiation from a nuclear bomb. And uh, he sacrifices himself. Well, I don't want to spoil it. If you, uh, well, it must have seen twenty four by now. Yeah, he he sacrifices himself to save uh, Los Angeles from a nuclear attack. Um, and Herb Jefferson Jr., who was the original Boomer on uh, on my generation's Battlestar Galactica. So uh, uh, just just seeing uh, seeing Boomer still 
still uh, actively working. Although this is, of course, this is 25 years ago. But gosh, 1995 having a uh, having Boomer on the screen. I feel I feel very positive about it. <laughs> So, That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was a 24 fan as well, so I used to used to love that and got to spend a short period of time with Elisa Cuthbert once. So um, I was my, uh, madly I'm, in love I'm, after that. <laughs> yeah, yes, my ever my everlasting envy on that Elisa. I, <laughs> she, I, I think we've talked about this before, but she used to be on a. Uh, my kids had a they, they, there was a school television program called Channel One. And she was, Alicia was yeah. out of Florida, and she used to do, she was like their science reporter when she was a kid. She was in high school and stuff, I think. Um, but uh, but she was their science reporter, and uh, just a, she's a, a surprisingly good actress. Who I think she got, she gets typecast as you know like the Christina Applegate kind of role. Yeah. But, yeah. but she's really brilliant, brilliant lady, and uh, I don't know what she's doing now, but I hope she had a good career. Um, I'm almost afraid to look it up. It's like, well, she gave up the business right after that, and we don't know what. You know. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure uh, she 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 did. Good. Now, we, uh, how I, I now I've forgotten how you were involved with her though. Where where did you? Oh, first off, I love the phrase "involved with her." Involved. I'm actually uh, going to make that my voicemail now. Yes. But uh, No, um, I, I was simply I was working at the airport uh, with the airlines, and she came through and got to spend some time with her because her plane was delayed. So. Um, really, really neat, uh, neat person. <laughs> so, wow. and uh, it was fun to watch her. She just was on the ranch on. Uh, oh yeah, there's Netflix, like, yeah. and uh, I, I did not go into that series thinking I was gonna like it, and uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a good, uh, good watch. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and she was also the host of the American Music Award. I did not realize that. Wow. Yeah, um, she's done more than I thought. Yeah. Okay, I'm impressed. Um, well, good for her. So, uh. Unfortunately, she just she does not appear in this movie. So, I, but here, you know, we're drive, <laughs> driving up and down all the back roads of uh, of minute one twenty three. Um, it's, it, gosh, I we haven't talked a lot about uh, the press and Apollo, but it's the the press is kind of hit and miss with um, uh, with NASA. I've I've noticed sometimes it's. Uh, I, I've tried to get uh, I've tried to get uh, press people from NASA on on our show, but it's very difficult. They there's they have certain um, requirements that you have to be at a certain level of media to uh, to have somebody from uh, from their media or from their education departments and things to be on the show. And I just we we didn't we didn't quite cut it. But uh, the press is, is it's very odd how NASA relies on. Uh, budgets and you know funding and stuff like that so i always i always keep thinking well they're going to find new media and get out but but nasa has their own media and nasa is an early leader in um web presence they uh nasa.gov was was very early on with multimedia things it's one of the first places that you could watch mp4 videos on screen uh, they they used to use the uh gosh do you remember the real player back in, back in the day oh man yeah you're going back to... your ways yeah they they used to they were one of the first ones to push the real player but then they got away from it because it became like a a proprietary model and it was very difficult and they had all kinds of buffering issues so they switched out to more of an open format mp4 but their multimedia has always been kind of a trailblazer and uh you know even today there's so much there's so much stuff on the NASA site. You can, you know, it's like going on Wikipedia and kind of lose yourself for hours. There's so much stuff on the NASA site to, to dig into. 
but uh, I've I've had problems in the and maybe this is just the thing with publicity in general, but it, it's very difficult to uh, to walk through the public affairs office if they don't if they don't know you, they don't want to really talk to you. So, um, but that's you know they they've got to focus on getting as much uh, air, you know, like like getting a large the largest audiences they can when they spend their assets on uh, on publicity. So I I guess we don't quite rate for that, but uh, it would be nice. Um, but instead they rely on their, you know, their veterans, their, uh, their, the, the people who are retired from NASA to do the talking for them. And, uh, I guess word, you know, word of mouth is the best kind of publicity there is. So fortunately we've, we've been very fortunate in talking to a lot of former NASA employees, uh, about their, about their jobs. Um, but it's, it's just interesting to see the way, um, the way this press agent here, Xander Berkeley is playing, playing this, uh, uh, public affairs officer. He, all the stuff that he's saying is off the, you know, off the record. He would never say the things that he's telling the guy, you know, in front of a microphone. Um, and just, you know, just explaining all the, all the issues that are going on. No, no public relations officer would say all this bad stuff anywhere that it would, that it would get out, but it would, it could come out on deep background. And these are the kind of people that were talking to, to the folks like, like Jules Bergman and Walter Cronkite and uh, Chet Huntley and, uh, you know, the big, the big three news organizations back then. Um, I don't. One, one of which you swam with, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. I did swim with Walter, but it was perfectly above board or yeah, well, partially <laughs> above board. I was mostly underwater. He was doing that man. That man could do laps in a, I, if I were, I'm, I am older than Walter Cronkite was when he was swimming with me in a pool, but I don't think I could, uh, I don't think I could keep up with Walter Cronkite doing laps in a pool. That man had amazing arms. He was just boom, 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 yeah, Olympic level uh, swimmer. So just <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's my. I. Uh, it, it's funny. I bumped into him. Uh, I, I I don't know if I mentioned this, but I bumped into him again. I was down. I was going to Fordham University, and uh, I was studying uh, television and uh and radio and uh i was at cbs headquarters doing a tv history uh paper and uh, fortunately uh, fordham's in the bronx and you know you just jump on a jump on a subway and you're in manhattan and i was out in front of cbs's headquarters with what's known as the uh, uh, black rock because it has a black rock it has like black rock inside of the uh, uh the building and um i'm walking across the the, the large they have like an open uh pat not a patio but a, a big uh oh gosh what is the name a plaza uh, like cbs plaza in front of it large large blocks of uh of sidewalk and i'm seeing this guy in a coat walking by and i'm like oh it's walter cronkite and i was like mr <laughs> cronkite and he said hello and then he, <laughs> he immediately like made a 30 degree turn like, hello hello and yeah in his in his in his walter cronkite voice i was gonna say remember the time we were swimming at uh coco beach but i i didn't get the chance and he he was into a he was into a car and out you know gone, but it was just uh, <laughs> it was good good seeing my old buddy Walter Cronkite who we you know my my swimming partner, um, but that was uh, that was back in gosh when was that seventy seventy eight in winter the winter of seventy eight uh, haven't seen him since and he's long gone but uh, wow. anyway it's good to know he had steady work though he uh, <laughs> yes he did <laughs> and he was you know he's he was in this movie after he retired. Um, so anyway, I think th th there's not much in this, I mean, this, 
this does have the big line of farewell Aquarius and we thank you. And it's a, it was a, a fitting uh, au revoir to, well, not au revoir, but toodaloo to, uh, to Aquarius. Um, and we've got some, some much more interesting minutes coming up uh, and a little bit, a little bit more attention filled, but uh, a lot of good guests coming up soon. So I can't wait. I know you love the guests. It's, it's I, I do. I'm always a fan of having the shows with the guests. Not that I don't enjoy our, our lovely conversations, but no. uh, uh, it, I, I'm a big fan of hearing history, like right from the person in the trenches. And I, oh, I just think sure. that's cool. Not to give anything away of who's coming on. But, uh, no, no. And we've, re- we've recorded a, a bunch of things in advance. So we've got, we know we've got really good episodes coming up. Yeah. I just, I just have to edit them. So <laughs> no pressure, Jim. <laughs> no, no, no. It'll be, it'll be fine. No, no problem at all. Uh, but anyway, so let me, we'll, let's clear out of here right now. And uh, we, we've got some more interesting guests coming up. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. Uh, if you would like to talk about anything uh, that we haven't talked about when I know we, we miss a lot of things. Uh, and, and thank you again for uh, providing stuff on our uh, Facebook pages and in our Twitter feeds. Uh, Facebook, uh, if you've got things that you'd like to share, uh, go to Facebook and look for the Apollo 13 Minute Mission Control. Uh, love love hearing from you and share your multimedia stuff if you've got pictures or audio or whatever of, of your times remembering these days. Always fascinating to see. Uh, also on Twitter at Apollo 13 Minute. Uh, if you have missed anything, you can find us on several different locations. You can find us at Apple, Pod, Apple Podcasts or you can find us on Google Play or on Spotify or TuneIn, I believe. So uh, check all those out or wherever you catch your podcast, we'll, pro- we'll probably be on it. So uh, look out there. Uh, I think that's about it. Oh, and the big site, of course, Apollo13minute.com, Apollo13minute.com. You can catch any of the previous 123 episodes. So uh, if you haven't listened to it all, now's a good time to start. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with uh, more excitement as, uh, as we get closer and closer to planet Earth. But it uh, looks like we're coming up on loss of signal in about 30 seconds. So we'll see you here tomorrow on the Apollo 13 Minute. Mm-hmm.